Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Streamed, a podcast that explores and analyzes popular streaming series. Woo-hoo! My name is Jonathan Cologne. I'm your host, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Max Abelman. Hello, everybody. And Pam Cologne. Hello. We are here to talk about House of the Dragon Episode 7. What's it called? What's it called? Driftmark. Driftmark is where the episode takes place. Okay. The entire episode takes place over the course of two days in Driftmark, which is the castle that the sea snake Corlys Valerian and his wife Princess Rhaenys live in. It is the seat of their power. The setting for this episode is based around Lady Lena's funeral. You may recall that she was about to die in childbirth in the previous episode, and instead of dying in childbirth, she walked out to the beach and had Vagar incinerate her. So now she is burned to death. So this brings together all of the major players, none of whom want to be anywhere near each other. So it makes for a very uncomfortable, long scene where Lord Corliss's brother, I think his name is Vaymond, in his eulogy, trashes the fact that Rhaenyra's children are not actually Laenor's children. Oof. And Rhaenyra's getting pretty sick of all of this speculation. That. She's tired of hearing about I it. I mean, it's true, but you don't have to say it. Right. And both of the grandfathers, both King Viserys and Corlys, don't want to hear anything about the questioning of the parentage. Yeah. Viserys, because he sort of has a blind eye and... I don't think he really cares what Rhaenyra does, because I think he knows that she's a better choice to be his heir than either of his two sons, because they are just the the worst. worst. And Corliss, because these are the only male heirs he has, so he kind of has to accept them. Otherwise, what's he going to do? Yeah. Princess Rhaenys, later on in the episode, tries to broach the subject with him. And he's like, no, I mean, he obviously wants his grandson to be the king of the Seven Kingdoms. And Mm. if they say that Rhaenyra's children are illegitimate, then they won't be allowed to rule. So he has a lot of investment in not pulling on that thread. Yeah. We would say. Rhaenyra and Alicent spend the whole, whatever you want to call the reception after the memorial service. Funeral party. Yeah. They spend the whole time just staring daggers at each other. Yeah. Really, everyone's uncomfortable. Everybody was staring at everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's having these conversations that are just basically small. Hey, go away. Yeah. Go away. All of you go away from me. We all hate each other. It's just a very long, we all hate each other scene. Yeah. And Alicent is, of course, surrounded by her sycophants. Yeah. Sir Cole and Lara Strong. Strong. She's getting more cocky by the minute. Lord knows why. Because her, again, her sons are just the worst. The worst. Aegon and Aemond discuss their sister who is still being weird with bugs. Yeah. And they comment on the fact that she's weird. And Mm. she and Aegon are already betrothed to each other because, you know, that's how they roll. And Aemond is like, oh, I would marry her if they would let me. Because Aegon is not excited about that. Yeah. You can tell he kind of just wants to go out and do what he wants. Yup. And again, this shows you how awful Otto Hightower and Allison are. Yeah. Because they keep saying, oh, this is for the good of the realm. This is for the good of the realm. The realm will never accept Rhaenyra as the queen. And they both can see that this kid is an idiot. Yeah. Who has no desire to be in charge of anything. Nope. I hate the fact that they keep couching their concern with, oh, this is what's best for the realm, when really it's just what's best for them. Mm -hmm. They want power, they want authority, they want influence, and this loser child is the only way that they can get it. Yeah. The only one that seems truly sad about the death of Lena is her brother and her daughters. Yeah. 
Lenor disappears. He goes and stands in the sea because he yeah. feels guilty about not being able to help his sister when she was dying. And he's having sort of a crisis of identity, I think. Yeah. Because he feels guilt over not fulfilling his duty as a husband and as a father. And he has a little meeting with Rhaenyra during this episode where he tells her that he's going to send his concubine, Carl. Mm, We're going to yep. call him concubine Carl from now on. He's going to send concubine Carl back to the Stepstones to fight, and he's going to recommit himself to her. The implication being that he's going to try to have more children with her. Yeah. And Rhaenyra is understandably appreciative, but she's like, Don't it's too that. late. <laughs> Been there, done that. We messed that up. Because by this point, she's already gotten down and dirty with her uncle, finally. Yeah. I don't know. The love scene, none of that. us were waiting for. Yep. After the memorial service is over, she and Damon take a walk on the beach and she talks about how unfulfilled she is and how sad she is that her own lover was killed by fire. She points out the fact that both of their mates have been killed by fire. Mm. She's sad that he's dead. And she and Lenor did apparently try to have children together, but it didn't work. Yep. And they end up doing it under the cover of some sort of a canopy thing on the beach. Who knows where they were, really? Well, they were on the beach. Yeah, they were on the beach, but who knows what the thing was that it was they were It was like in. a cabana. Yeah, and fortunately, no one saw them. Yeah. I thought for sure that's what so was going to happen because they were doing it just out there in plain sight. Also, wandering around the fringes of this episode is... Amond, which is the second son of Viserys and Alicent. He's the one, if you remember from last week, they were teasing about the fact that he didn't have a dragon. So he goes and finds Vagar, who is just chilling out on the dunes. She seems a little sad. She's yeah. very old. She is old. She's super old. Mm -hmm. And she's super huge. He tries to get on top of her. She growls and almost burns him, but he speaks to her in High Valerian and seems to bond with her. So she lets him climb on her back and they go for a lovely ride that was terribly lit. Yeah. All of the lighting for this section of the episode, both the Damon and Rhaenyra part and when Aemond is trying to keep Vagar from killing him. Yeah. It was clearly shot day for night, first of all. Yeah. Which almost never looks good. Yeah, it looks in this episode like your television is trying to conserve battery. So the screen is dim like yeah. that. Like or your when you, phone might. Yeah, or when you take your iPhone out and it's directly in the sun so yeah. the screen darkens. The post-funeral scene takes place over a couple of hours or something. And they went from full daylight to this day-for-night filming. And you could still see shadows on the ground. Yeah. From the people who were clearly standing in front of the sun. It was very difficult sometimes to understand what was happening or where or we were. Or who we were even looking at. Until he walked up to Vagar, I could not tell what he was doing. Yeah. I thought he was I couldn't tell trying which... to spy on Damon and Rhaenyra. Yeah. It was pretty bad, and we've still not gotten a really good look at Vagar, which is a bummer because they talk her up so much in all of the behind-the-scenes stuff and in the previews, and they shoot her in the dark, and it's just like the T-Rex head from the Jurassic World ride at Universal Studios. Yeah. We don't get a real sense of scale with her, and could be really cool, but the way that she's been filmed in both of her showcase scenes, it's like dark nothing. Yeah. But anyway, she flies around with Aemond. He starts out rough, but he eventually manages to stick the landing. She comes back to Driftmark. But Bela and Reyna, which are the names of Damon and Lena's daughters, 
They see him flying around on Vagar through the window, and they go and wake up their cousin, Jaceris, and Lucerus also comes. They're saying, oh, someone stole Vagar. And they encounter Aemond at the entrance to the castle, and the girls accuse him of stealing their mother's dragon. Oh, this is our mother's dragon. He goes, well, not anymore. She has a new rider. And it sort of devolves into a bunch of schoolyard insults, which ends with Aemond calling Lucerus and Jaceris bastards. So then they all fight him. Somehow he manages to put up a pretty good fight against the yeah. other four children that are attacking Rocks him. them up. Picks up a rock like he's going to bash their skull in. And then Lucerus throws sand in his face, picks up a dagger, and slices out his eye. Yeah, good job. It's like, bye, eye. Yeah. The <laughs> eyes have it. <laughs> He's got a big slice on his face. There's a giant confrontation between all of the factions in the Grand Hall of Driftmark, where Alicent has started to lose her marbles a little bit. She demands that they take out Lucerus's eye because How there's a debt to be paid. As if Rhaenyra and her own guards are ever going to allow that to happen. And Rhaenyra, for her part, shows genuine concern for her children. Yeah. With Allison, it's all about pride. Yeah. And all that crap that she's been spewing this whole time. Mm -hmm. And King Viserys gets up out of his chair and finally makes a public declaration that he will not hear any more about this bastard thing. And he gets in Eamon's face, the kid who just had his eye sliced out, and he is furious with him for calling those two boys bastards. Yeah. And I appreciated that tremendously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, I was like, finally. Who do you think you are? I loved it because he looked Allison dead in the eye because he knew that Eamon heard this from Allison. Yep. He's like, where did you hear this? We've seen this with Viserys before. He demands clarification and yeah, he, he will does. not let you get away with rumors and speculation. He's like, or who told you this? Nothing. Who told you this? Where did you get this? Why did you say it? And he lies and says that it was Aegon that told him. But with his eyes, he was looking at motions Allison. to Allison. Yep. I'm sorry, Look. with his eye. He only had one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, his other eye. But he sort of... Whoever it was, was also looking he was on the floor, but he's, it was yeah. still... He's looking at Viserys in the face, and he darts his eye, but then he says that it was Aegon. And Viserys says my favorite line, the next tongue... <laughs> Who says this lie will have it cut out. Yep. Yeah. Bye. So he's finally saying in finally. public, in front of everyone, because clearly him talking to Allison about it in private has not worked. Oh. So after he says this and tells Allison to leave, basically go to your room. And she grabs a dagger out the of the dagger. king's belt. Yes. The dagger. The prophecy dagger. Yep. And tries to attack the boys. Rhaenyra is standing in between her and them, and Rhaenyra and she are, like, holding each other's arms, and Rhaenyra's holding her off, and Rhaenyra gets this great line, and it was a great shot, too, where she says, now they see you as you truly are. Yep. And it's basically, you overplayed your hand, girl. Yeah, you did. You went too far, and now I look like the reasonable one, and you look absolutely insane. Yeah. And Damon and, jumped in there and held one of the guards back, too. Yeah, he yeah, did. He, he, he held Cole back, He right? spent most of the scene <laughs> leaning against the door, just watching all of this play yeah. out. Like he, the, He's a the leaner. Just the best, the the best, best time. time. He's in his happy place this episode. He really is. I know his wife just died, but he's the happiest he's oh, ever he been. Oh, he laughs during the funeral. Yeah, yeah he does. I guess he thought it was too maudlin. So he's enjoying the show until... It starts to get violent, and then he steps in and helps. And as Allison is being led away, she turns and tries to swipe at Rhaenyra again and cuts her in her arm, so much so that she needs stitches. Yeah. Like there's a big gash in her arm, and it's dripping blood. Yeah, it is. 
Although I'm sure she wasn't excited about getting <laughs> shivved. She's like, well, this is good for me. Yeah, she melts now, that a little bit. She's like, oh, my arm, it is blooded. Let it drip. She just holds her arm she, out and lets everyone see what Allison has done. Yeah. Otto goes and visits Alicent as they're preparing to leave Driftmark. And she expects him to read her the riot act. And he doesn't. And is actually impressed that she fought, even though everything she sure, did yeah. was wrong. And he acknowledges that the king is always going to favor Rhaenyra over her from now on. Yeah. Because now she's made Rhaenyra the victim. He's happy that she's going to fight because he thought that she was weak. And now he sees that she's not weak. Oh. And she even says, the rumors have already started that I've gone mad. She, who was spreading rumors about Rhaenyra in the last episode, now has rumors going around about her. Ha. How fun is that? That's amazing. I love that journey for her. And she still has kept Lara Strong right at her side this whole time, even though she knows he committed cold-blooded murder. Yep. And she even tells them, I might need somebody like you in the future. So they leave, and as they're leaving, she plays the contrite card and tries to apologize to Viserys. He calls her Emma, which is the old queen's name. Yeah. I think what we can infer from that is as his mind starts to go, his true feelings about Alicent are going to be revealed, which is that he just doesn't really care about her. Yeah. Oh, and the most important thing about this episode, the ending, they mm-hmm. fake Lenor's death. Ha! Fake barrier. They, and they faked us out because they made it seem like Damon was going to have Lenor killed. Yeah. So that he can marry Rhaenyra. And he was bribing concubine Carl to kill Lenor. And we see them fighting in the Great Hall in Driftmark. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a burnt corpse yeah, by the time. Yeah, corpse they used? Well, there was that random Some dude that on the stairs. Damon broke his neck. Oh, okay. So there's this burnt corpse, Corliss and Renice are obviously devastated, and that's their last male heir. Yeah. They have no more heirs except for their granddaughters. But it turns out in the end that they've arranged for Lenor to escape to the east. Yes. With concubine Carl. But he had to shave his head. He had to shave his head. So sad. He's actually not dead. Yeah. Which, that was a nice surprise, because it seemed like quite a villainous turn for Rhaenyra to arrange for his death. Yeah. For her to have him killed right after he's made this recommitment to her, that would be too much. A bit much. Much like Alicent in this episode, it would have been too big of a turn. So it's nice that it turns out that even though everyone else thinks he's dead, which allows Rhaenyra and Daemon to get married, which they do, and their children are super uncomfortable about it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's nice that they didn't kill more gays because that would have been just too much for the series to... Yeah. I thought for certain he was going to die somehow. Yeah. But he's not dead. But that's the episode. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened over a short period of time. We're going to get another time mm-hmm. jump for the next one. Hopefully we'll get some more dragons that we can see in the daylight. So what did you think of this episode, Max? What it was thoughts? pretty good. It still isn't action heavy enough for me. I know stuff got intense, but it's still just a lot of talking. I'd really like to see just more action on the parts of these people rather than just a bunch of different talking scenes. Even if they occasionally contain a stabbing or a killing, it's still Mm. all about the talky-talky-talky. I want them to stop telling me things and start showing me things. Mm. What about you, Pam? At least 10 minutes, I want to say. I couldn't barely see what was happening in the night scene, and so I was disappointed in that. And uh, I agree with Max that it was a bickering episode. Everybody bickering with each other. 
As far as the storyline goes, I did like it because I like the fact that Allison has been exposed. And I really liked what Damon did the whole episode. Damon's doing good. And they showed a clip of him behind the scenes and he was like, yeah, Damon's a leaner. He just likes to lean on on the wall and watch what's going on. And I enjoyed that. Well, let's move on to our trivia section. Give us one good bit of trivia. Well, you were talking about how you can't really see Vagar how big she is. And Vagar is not the largest ever, but she's presently in this timeline, the largest. She's big enough to swallow a horse whole, but cannibal, he was big enough to swallow a woolly mammoth whole. Mm. She's not significantly, but she is smaller. And then also a Game of Thrones thing. A lot of the fans are comparing Littlefinger to the character of Lara Strong. And there are a lot of similarities going on there. Mm. Well, we all know what happened to Littlefinger. Yeah. Got his throat cut. Yep. By the dagger. Mm-hmm. The same dagger that just sliced Rhaenyra's arm. Mm-hmm. That's some good fan service for yeah, you right there. there you go. And in the books, Allison was nine years older than Rhaenyra. Nine years older. So, I mean, that makes it a little less creepy-ish. In this timeline, they're like the same age, right? Yeah. But in the books, Allison is nine years older. Oh, so you're talking about it makes it less creepy because of her marrying her father. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. True that. Yep. But... Allison is just the worst. Allison is the worst. And, and her I was happy a... to see her be embarrassed. Yeah. The, the middle child syndrome, so bad. Yeah. And I love that scene. I would go back and watch it like 15 times just yeah. because I liked seeing Viserys shoot her down. Yeah, the yeah. children fighting scene into that was all good. And then like the end scene with the uh, fake out death was good. It's just this thing's still an hour long. And the rest of that is... Just a bunch of talking, people talking to each other. Yeah. The post-funeral scene went on for too long, I It think. did for all of the conversations to be essentially the same. Yeah. Like, we, we don't need you all to tell us that you all hate each other. We already know at this point. Yeah, much like all of the exposition that was in the previous episode, like we said, because it was a big time jump, they had to spend a lot of time explaining who everybody was and what their allegiances were and all this stuff. This was not new information for us. Yeah. We don't need more scenes of Rhaenyra and Alicent glaring at each other. We already know they don't like each other anymore. And we know why. And even though the reasons are dumb, mm-hmm. because again, Alicent is just dumb. She's so stupid. Yeah. It's amazing that she was able to keep her composure up until this point, because ever since she found out that Rhaenyra, quote unquote, lied to her about the situation with Damon when they were in the brothel, she's just been completely unhinged. Yeah, exactly. And doing stuff that embarrasses everybody and facing no consequences for it whatsoever. So it was great to see some consequences, finally. Yeah. Even though by next episode, it'll probably all get erased. Yeah. Because Viserys is going to be incompetent pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And I'm amazed they've still kept him alive. Yeah. I, I think they're waiting until the 10th episode for him to die. Yeah, but I mean, speaking of these people's lack of decorum, I just, I don't find it believable that these conversations these people would have at this funeral service. Like, these are people who are well acquainted with deaths of people, and they're also royalty who all are taught some sort of decorum in situations like these. Like, I don't, uh, like this, it's just, it it was a bit much for what was happening. Yeah, and it's really stretching credibility that all of these important 
royal people are allowed to just wander off on their own. Yeah, it is. Both like... Rhaenyra and Damon, like they have no guards, no mm-hmm. supervision. They just go where they please. Yeah, like and what that... were these guards doing this entire episode? Right. And like, are, is there not someone stationed outside of the young princess's room? Yeah. They get out, they get out of bed and come down to this All cave these... tunnel thing. Yeah. And no one saw them. All of these royal children had to get together in one room at night where all of their individual doors would have been guarded by someone. Right. One of which is the future king yeah. of this continent. Uh-huh. The, the heir to the throne. Mm-hmm. And no one's watching him. Yeah. And he almost it. gets killed. Yep. And he's a child. <laughs> like, who knows what's going on? It's just not quite believable. Yeah. So I enjoyed several aspects of this episode, but there are still still some things that it's kind of even hard to talk about because it's just so much nothing. We don't. Yeah, we don't know what anything is yet. You know, the intrigue and the the suspense was cool, but that was just the last 10, 15 minutes. The rest of the episode was just a lot of talking, a lot of squinting to see things in the dark. And Max and I watched this episode at night. Yeah. And it was still hard to see, you know, much like the battle against the Night King in Game of Thrones. I don't know why they haven't figured out how to fix that yet. Yeah. (laughs) Just light it better. Why is it so hard to pick out just people and things when they were showing Aemond from the back? I could not tell what he was looking at. Yeah. It was just a big blob. And then I eventually was like, oh, that's Vagar. Yeah. But it took a long time for that revelation to sink in. Yeah. It felt like I was watching like an independent movie. In those scenes. I think it's probably cheaper for them to do the special effects stuff at nighttime. But if it is, why does it have to be so hard to see? Yeah. Well, we're going to call it a day for this episode. Yeah. And we are interested to see what happens next. Yeah. Episode eight looks like it's going to be interesting. I think so. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it's not just a bunch of people in a room. I doubt it. But it appears that Rhaenyra is going to have some kind of a confrontation with Hightower. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, it's time, I think, now that she's married to Damon, I think she'll be able to stand up with a little bit more clout. Yeah. And what's one of the reasons why she told Damon that she wanted them to get married is because she needs a strong supporter. And Mm -hmm. Lenore was not that. Yep. So her position will be much more solidified with Damon. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy time with those two. Civil War coming up. Ooh. The Dance of the Dragons. And Damon was finally unbanished. Yeah, Viserys told him he could come back. Yeah. Well, again. Again. But then he said he didn't want to come back. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so the last banishment was lifted. What about the one before that? Oof. It's, it's a banishment on top of a banishment on top of a banishment. It's like a pastime for him. Pretty much. All right. Well, that's going to be our episode for this week. Thank you all very much for tuning in. And we hope you continue to enjoy our recaps and enjoy the episodes themselves as well. And Max is going to say goodbye. And that's our show. On behalf of my co-host and myself, I want to thank our listeners for joining us each week. Thank you for liking, subscribing, downloading, and leaving those five-star reviews. If you'd like to keep in touch with us, you can send us an email at whatdoyoumeanyouveneverseen at gmail.com or check the description of this episode for links to all of our social media. We love engaging with our fans, so please send us an email, DM, tweet, carrier pigeon message, telegram, Goodbye for now. I am Max. I'm Jonathan. I'm Pam. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. This episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Seen was edited by Jonathan Cologne and Max Abelman. 
Our episodes and digital content are produced by Max Abelman. Your hosts are our writer, Jonathan Cologne, producer, Max Abelman, and head of social media and community outreach, Jennifer Branch. All artwork for our show is created by James Alexander with Pleasant View Designs. Check the links in the description below for more information on how to follow the show and subscribe to our Patreon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you at the movies. Thank you.